The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of Ecclesia Houston. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to follow Jesus, the liberating King, and live in His kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven. Hello, Ecclesia. I sure wish I were greeting you in person. I don't have adequate words to express how much we love you and we miss you. Just even today, driving toward the building to film this, I started getting teary-eyed because I miss this building and what it represents gathering together. We are daily holding you in our hearts and holding you before God. And right now, I ask that your heart would join mine as I pray. God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for your presence within us. We come bearing burdens, bearing weariness. And we're so grateful that you can hold that with us. Some of us come bearing celebration and gratitude, and you hold that as well. And probably a lot of us are holding both, both the grief and the mourning, as well as the celebration and the gratitude. Thank you for being the most incredible host that can meet all of those needs. And Jesus, as we enter into this time of worship this morning, allow our souls to be carefully and lovingly tended by you. Show us what you have for each of us today. In the name of the Holy Trinity, amen.
Ecclesia, we continue to be committed, even in this challenging season, to the work God calls us, sharing the gospel, caring for the vulnerable in our city and beyond, caring well for the spiritual health of our people and especially for the care of our children. As we each consider our part in that offering, please speak this prayer along with me. Almighty God, you created everything in the heavens above and in the earth below. You survey all your creation and you savor its beauty and appreciate its goodness. To you, we lift up the best we have to offer from our time, talents, and resources. We give freely from what we have received from your hand. We give joyfully with the gratitude of a rescued people. We give generously with the excitement of children at play. We join with your mission and with your kingdom in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hello, Ecclesia family, gathered together remotely, scattered all across the city and all across this globe. My name is Wayne Brown. I'm the campus pastor at Ecclesia on the West Side. It's good to be with you today. Wanted to continue to give you some updates on uh, our We're Gonna Make It Through Award, as well as some of the ways that we've partnered uh, with organizations, people, uh, both in the city and across the globe to care for those in need in this season. Uh, so let me start with our We're Gonna Make It Through Award winner for this week. And this week it's none other than our own Stephen Brown. Uh, I call it such a privilege to get to work alongside Stephen every day. Uh, he's been a gift to me personally, as well as to our whole staff and community on the west side, as well as uh, our community um, at Ecclesia downtown. If you know Stephen, you know he's the kind of guy that typically shows up unannounced. And he has been known to food bomb people way before Chris ever mentioned doing a pizza bomb in his sermon weeks ago. He would often show up to meetings with Chick-fil-A or tacos or uh, bottles of juice or whatever goodies he knew whoever he was meeting with would, would enjoy. Uh, and he loves to just be there to pray with people and to show up in times of need. And he has a knack for showing up at just the right moment. Uh, he actually showed up for a family who needed help moving in this season. And uh, he was there to help move furniture, do all that. He actually got stung by a wasp on his face in the process. And he's okay, don't worry about that, he's, he's doing fine. Uh, but it just speaks to his uh, determination and his willingness to, to be there and be present with and for people. Another thing that, another way that he has stepped up and gone above and beyond is he created a group on Facebook that really promotes local restaurants and business owners. And it's called Love Local HTX. Uh, and what he's doing is just highlighting different restaurants that are local restaurants and inviting uh, his friends and people around Ecclesia and throughout the community of the city to say, let's go get together and let's go uh, visit this restaurant today. So he's taking people to uh, Tornado Taco over in Spring Branch. Uh, just this past week, they went to Port Swing Pub. And uh, one of the early ones he did was he invited everybody to go to the Kalachi shop in the Heights. And after that, we actually got some reports back from uh, some of the folks that work there that they completely sold out because of the turnout that uh, many of you who found the group showed up. And we also heard that uh, the tips 
were much higher that day that you, uh, the folks who came through, many of you uh, were so kind and uh, just supported in that way as well. Uh, so he's really done something small and simple that makes a difference uh, both to those business owners as well as to all the employees who work in each of those restaurants. And it's just by calling people together and saying, hey, here's a great restaurant, here's some great food. Uh, they're doing takeout, you should come by. So if you haven't found that group yet, be sure to check that out. Uh, but huge congratulations to Stephen Brown, who's this week's winner. And uh, we're gonna be continuing to take nominations for that award. If you know an Ecclesian, somebody that's been going above and beyond, we'd love to hear about that. And you can just email lauren at ecclesiahouston.org to let us know about that. Next, I just want to let you know about some of the partner organizations that we're working with, both in this city as well as abroad. And one that we found here in this city is called Small Steps Nurturing Center. Uh, this is an amazing organization that really steps in for families in need and fills the gap, providing uh, boxes of food and groceries for families that uh, need that desperately. And they've actually got an opportunity uh, for us to, to sign up and to provide some groceries this Tuesday. Uh, it's a long website, so we're gonna put the link down here at the bottom where you can find that. If you're watching on Facebook, we're also gonna post that link in the chat feature so that you can just click on that. Uh, but there's an easy way that you can make a difference uh, for some families that desperately need some groceries this season. Next, I'm really proud to get to update you on how we've continued to support our partners down in Cucuta in Colombia, right on the Venezuela border. Uh, we continue to see them provide meals for people. And this recently, we've been able to purchase three different sewing machines and some fabric and materials that they can create some masks with. And with that, we're gonna be able to employ six different women uh, who will be able to do some meaningful, beautiful work. They'll be able to provide for their families. They'll be able to sell uh, masks and uh, the organization will be able to give some away as well. And you can imagine how hard it's gonna be to find masks uh, down there on the border in this season. Uh, so this is gonna really meet a need uh, for some people that need it desperately in this time. Uh, so we're really proud to give you that update and excited about that. Next. Uh, we're going to continue to support local restaurants. We're kind of taking a page from Stephen Brown's book. Uh, and we've got a partnership with an amazing restaurant north of the Woodlands uh, called Los Polos Empanadas. And they make Argentinian empanadas. You can buy them by the dozen. They're amazing. You're going to love them. And what we've done is we partnered with them where uh, they'll be able to take pre-orders. You can call in and order empanadas by the dozen. They also have this amazing tea that you can get uh, that's actually really good for you. And uh, you can order order those ahead of time. You can pay for it before you get there and then just come to the west side on Friday from 4.30 p.m. to 6 p.m. and you can pick them up there uh, to reheat or enjoy for dinner that night. Uh, and what they've agreed to do is they've agreed to give us 10% of the proceeds back. Uh, this is very similar to how we've partnered with Royers from Roundtop. And what we've decided since it's Argentinian empanadas that we're going to use the 10% that they give us to help continue to fund uh, the work that our brother Marcelo Robles and the people of La Misión are doing there to feed and support families in Argentina. So uh, just to let you know, um, we are able to, out of the kitchen that we've got at Paper Co., we're able to feed 500 meals a week, we're able to supply 500 meals a week. And through the work that we're doing with our partners uh, in Cucuta, they're able to provide 1,000 meals a day, which is just astronomical. 
And then last month, uh, because of your generosity and, the, and, the, and our partnership with the people of La Mission, they were able to provide food and groceries for 420 families in need. So Ecclesia, thank you for your continued generosity. It's because we pool our resources together that we as a community get to do things together that we could never do alone. That we get to share kindness and hospitality with our brothers and sisters, both in the city of Houston, as well as all across the globe. Uh, so thank you. I'm so excited that you get to hear now from uh, Pastor Chris as he actually talks about what it looks like to, to share and be hospitable in this season. Uh, love you, Ecclesia. Good to see you. God bless. Ecclesia, this is Pastor Chris, and it is with great joy today that I get to teach you from my backyard. In fact, I'm gonna grill while I preach, and uh, that may be the pinnacle of preaching for me. I'm grilling today because I get to teach you about hospitality. It's one of the rhythms of an Ecclesian, and we've talked about those rhythms, to be real, to be kind. Last week, Sean taught us that we're a people, we've said in very proactive, tangible ways, we're gonna be a people that seek beauty, we're gonna pursue it, and today, I'm gonna to talk to you about what it means to be hospitable. Historically, as Ecclesians, we've said part of what that looks like as a follower of Jesus and a member of this community is that we're going to extend hospitality both to a stranger and a community member every week. We said we ought to be in the practice of breaking bread together. Well, in this season, it's a little bit different. In fact, part of what I've been doing is grilling and sharing with neighbors, and we're gonna to talk today about how do we find some creative ways to be hospitable. The, the word simply means to welcome both a friend or a stranger, and to do it in, uh, in a jo joyful way, right? It's not something you do begrudgingly. Hospitality is something you do that flows from your heart. And we want to be the kind of people that live out this beautiful Christian ethic. In fact, the Greek word for hospitality at its root means love of a stranger. In fact, it's the exact opposite of the word xenophobia. You hear a lot about that word, people that are afraid of strangers. They're afraid of aliens. They're afraid of people that are different than they are. Now we call it otherness, right? We, we create an other. Christians are people of hospitality. We actually embrace the other. In fact, Jesus is the one who taught us that it's possible we might extend grace and hospitality to someone and that it would likely be him. Remember he taught us in this passage. He said, you, you offered me drink right? You, you fed me, you clothed me when I was naked, you visited me in prison. And they were like, Jesus, what are you talking about? We didn't do any of those things. And he said, when you did to the least of these, then you did to me. And Ecclesia, this is a season that we don't suspend our values and what we do. We get more creative, more passionate, more intentional about being the people that God made us to be. If you're like me, the best moments of your life have happened around a table. I could tell you stories, one recently, having a meal with a group of pastors in Venezuela. I'll never forget it my whole life. The laughter, the tears, the joy, it, it was so beautiful. And probably for you, maybe it's been a Thanksgiving, maybe it's been a meal in a restaurant or in your home, but we believe that the table is strong. It's powerful. La Mesa es fuerte. See, it's, this is a place of strength. It's a place of transformation. And in this season, though we can't gather always around one big table, we're still the same people. We're a people of hospitality. As a people of faith, 
our table is not just the table that we eat around, but we eat around Christ's table. And I'll tell you, Ecclesia, there's so much in this season I've learned to embrace. I'm embracing extra time with my kids. Uh, I'm embracing long walks in the evening. I'm embracing phone calls from people that would normally never call me or FaceTime me. And we're having long extended conversations. There's so much I'm embracing. But I gotta tell you, the way that we practice communion historically for the last 20 years at Ecclesia, it, it means so much to me. I, I hope it means something to you. But the reality is, at least for me, when I'm there on Sunday all week long, I hear thousands of times, brothers and sisters say to people, the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. And I see every kind of person. I see people weeping. I see people joyful. I see our homeless brothers and sisters. I see CEOs and teachers. And we all come to the same table. I, I believe in this season uh, that the next pandemic that we're going to experience is not uh, just about the coronavirus. It's a pandemic of loneliness and mental health. In recent weeks, I lost a dear brother and friend, uh, someone that I love, and lost him to despair. It was a hard and challenging thing. I want to invite you to pray for his family. You don't need to know him to know that there are other people that you do know that are struggling with loneliness and despair. And we may not find quickly a vaccine to this virus, but I believe there is a vaccine to loneliness and I believe it's radical Christian hospitality. The kind of hospitality that says, I don't even have to know you to feed you. I don't even have to know you to extend kindness to you. In fact, it means more because I'm a Christian that I would extend hospitality to every neighbor. Ecclesia, all of our neighborhoods should be transformed in this season by the reality that you've been planted. I've been delivering signs, right? I had a week, I delivered about a hundred signs to you. I got to go knock on your door. You know, you're spread out all over the city. We found an app that actually helped me coordinate how to get to different places. And it took a while, but you're spread out everywhere. And in being spread out, you become little pockets of hope and light and beauty in all these places. And if you covered your street and your neighborhood with people that you were just doing what I'm doing, which by the way, I need to check it. It's, it's looking okay. A lot of smoke. I got a bunch of vegetarians in my house, right? So as I, um, as I cook meat, I'm about the uh, only one who eats it. So I'm not just going to put two burgers on the grill, right? If, if I'm going to grill, I'm going to grill for my neighborhood. And you know what I've been doing in this season? I've been loading down my grill. And then after I eat, and believe me, I eat first. It may be selfish, but it's kind of like when you're on the plane, put the mask on yourself first. I'm not hangry. Then I get out and I get to deliver steaks and chicken and pork tenderloin. And I got burgers with za'atar on it because I have spices from the Holy Land. And you may not have spices from the Holy Land, but I love it. And, um, and I'm just suggesting to you, you may be cooking for two people. You may co be cooking for one person. You may be cooking for eight. But instead of cooking for two, would you cook for four? Instead of cooking for eight, would you cook for 16? And then let's spread it around. Let's be these people that say we believe in Jesus and we're just here to extend God's love to all people. In John 13, we're reminded when Jesus instituted this meal, the one that I miss, and I don't know Ecclesia, it hurts me to think that we may never celebrate the Eucharist in quite the same way. I hope we get a vaccine and everything changes, but for now, um, you're going to, in this service, I hope find a meaningful way to celebrate the love of Jesus and remember his sacrifice and love for you. That's what all of it's about. And I've struggled because I miss our old way. 
So when I pull out some crackers on some old Malbec that I had the night before, it doesn't quite feel the same. And I'm struggling to find a new rhythm. I'm going to ask you to do the same. But to not take of Christ's table, that would be the ultimate shame. And so still in our homes, every week, we're celebrating the love of Christ through the Eucharist. In John 13, they were going to celebrate the Passover. I mean, you remember the Passover, right? The greatest thing that happened to God's people, he rescued them from slavery. And what did he tell them to do? Throw a barbecue, right? The most spiritual thing you could do, throw a massive barbecue. And he gave very specific instructions. It was like a YouTube video for how to throw the best barbecue. And he said, you got to do the lamb exactly this way, right? And they all knew how to do it. It was part religious ritual, part just good cooking, right? And they'd have the lamb and they'd celebrate at the table. And I don't know about you, Ecclesia, I, I, I can't solve everybody's problems. We got a lot of them. But I do believe that when I get to share from my table, I've watched it lift people's spirits, right? Some of you have brought sushi to me and it literally, like something inside of me changed, right? Because I thought, I haven't had sushi in a while. This tastes so good. But it's not just the sushi, it's the fact that it came from you. And specifically from an Ecclesian that knew how to make sushi. And I don't know, I love it. We're pizza bombing people everywhere. We're sending food. But I got to tell you, there is something much more special when you make something with your hands, you take the time, you deliver it to somebody. Anybody remember what it felt like on your birthday or a special occasion to be able to say to your mom or parent or caretaker, this is what I want to eat today, right? Everybody has that special, like, that's what I eat on a birthday. For me growing up, it was, uh, my mom would make these sour cream enchiladas, right? We used to get a similar ones at Poncho's. Yeah, go figure. Anybody else spin at ponchos and raise the flag of gluttony and shame? And uh, it's, it's a beautiful, sacred place in my family. When she would make sour cream enchiladas, I felt loved, right? She had a Mexican casserole my mom would make. And literally, if I have that today, it doesn't nourish my body only. It nourishes my spirit. I eat that and I feel loved. I recently asked people on social media, like, what was your favorite thing? And I thought, you know what? I could spend the rest of my life just pursuing those people and making that special dish for them and dropping it off. Can you imagine how loved you would feel if somebody did that? Why wouldn't we, right? And in the midst of that, we can begin to take a dent out of the pandemic of loneliness. I was reading medical studies this week and it said that loneliness is a greater indicator for premature death than obesity, which is also good news for me, right? Um, I'd like to be not lonely and hopefully not obese, but so make something healthy, but something happens, right? It's, it's actually equal to smoking 15 cigarettes a day, loneliness. And in the midst of this, right? What we know is that uh, over the last 40 years, the, the percentage of people that said they were lonely has doubled from 20 to 40%, and that's before the pandemic. So imagine today, if the number was 40 going in, there are a lot of us that are lonely. And you know what? We can't fix it, but we can make a difference. And the way to do it, I believe, Ecclesia, is through true Christian hospitality. Part of that is also about meeting needs, physical needs that are real. Our very name, Ecclesia, means we're the called out ones. We're called out and gathered, and we're gathered literally not around a church building. And you know what? It's not so bad right now that we're learning how to be the church outside of a church building. That's not a bad thing, Ecclesia. We got beautiful buildings and we're gonna be back in them one day, 
But in the meantime, we're still the church and we will be the church in backyards and homes all over our city and all over the world. My very first church that I pastored, it was this rural church called Bethel Heights Baptist Church. I was moving my daughter out of her dorm this week and I got to drive out into that area where I pastored this church and I'll never forget it, Ecclesia. It was a very small church. I'd show up to preach and I was just learning, uh, you know, how to preach and how to relate to people and very small, not many people coming. But one Sunday, all of a sudden, we went from like 20 people to like 98 people. And I was like, what is happening? Maybe my sermons are getting better. They said, no, pastor, your sermons are not getting better. But we are having a potluck meal today. And I thought, huh. And I, I, we had so much fun at the potluck meal. I said, what if we had a potluck meal every week? And they were like, that's the best idea ever. And you know what happened? Our church grew. People started coming to church. Why? Because they wanted to eat together. We danced together. We played country music and we let the kids run around and we just, we had a blast. And in this season, I'm gonna invite you to be the church. Would you be the church in backyards? Let me tell you more about what that means. But first, let me read you a passage that is one of my favorites in all of scripture. It's a passage from Isaiah and it paints a, a picture for us of what I think it means to be God's people. God is speaking to his people in Isaiah 55. And this is what he says. He says, come all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. He says, one, you're going to need water. I got to tell you, Ecclesia, right now, I believe there are a few of you that are still capable and able of making significant gifts. And our partner, Living Water International, is in a time of crisis. They're seeing the income and the gifts coming in go down at the time that their work is needed more than ever across the globe. I'm in constant communication with our friends and the staff all across Africa and Latin America and Asia. And what I hear over and over again are the same things. People need clean water to fight this. They need soap and hygiene and sanitation. They need to drink clean water. They need to be healthy. And I believe our church in this season needs to be a church that's prepared to give another, beyond what we did at Advent Conspiracy, another gift that's, that's 50, 75, $100,000. I want to ask you to think about making a special gift through Ecclesia to Living Water. You can go on the website and you go to Advent Conspiracy. All of that goes to Living Water. And, and God knew that for his justice to come, water would have to flow freely to people that he needed. And then he says this beautiful thing. He says, you don't have to have money. You just come by and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread and your labor on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me and eat what is good and you will delight in the richest affair. Today, you heard from Wayne Brown about our missional update, the ways that we're serving those that need food all across the globe. We're beginning to do gift cards for people that need it, that need groceries. We're working with local schools. We're feeding the homeless. You don't need to have money in order to eat in the kingdom of God. And our job, Ecclesia, is to initiate the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. He says, see, I have made him a witness to the peoples, a ruler and a commander of the peoples. Surely you will summon nations you know not, and nations you do not know will come running to you because of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, for he has endowed you with splendor. I believe in this season, as we function as the church, it will be a thing of splendor and beauty to see God's people serving in hospitable ways, the stranger and the friend. He says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him 
while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. What is it about our faith that's so beautiful? Well, there's a lot. Christian hospitality is part of it. But it's the reality that we serve a God that forgives us. Forgives us. We don't earn it. We can't buy it. He forgives and he teaches us how to forgive one another. So what does it look like to be the church in this season? I just want to give you a few practical ideas. Ecclesia, would you consider transforming your backyard to be our church for a little while? I know many of you are uncomfortable having people in your home, or maybe you're uncomfortable going into someone else's home. But what we're learning more and more is that it's much more difficult to get sick or pass this virus on in an outdoor environment, and it's easy to distance in those places. What, what if you threw a lot of parties around your grill? Which reminds me, I need to check my meat. And yes, some of it needs to be flipped. I, um, I wonder, right, if we were to begin to let these backyard spaces become our holy spaces, how might the church grow in this season? Is it possible? In fact, I'd tell you it's probable that you have neighbors that would never come to church to hear me preach, that would come over on a Sunday for you to grill and share part of our service and grill some hamburgers and laugh in the backyard a bit. Most of us are craving adult interaction. We're craving conversation. We're craving food and fellowship. Put on some music and you can dance at a social distance. We ought to celebrate and dance well. What else could we do? We could pour a glass of wine. We could share some food. And we could do that virtually, right? There are a lot of ways to say, hey, how about you make Indian food at your house and I'll make it at my house. And then let's sit down on FaceTime and eat it together. I think tables are better than screens, but right now we may have to integrate tables and screens for a while. Maybe you want to try uh, homechef.com or Blue Apron or one of these food delivery services that'll bring you something and then you make it. And your neighbor, your friend, your mom, um, people you haven't seen for a while, you can all make the same meal and then sit down and eat it together and virtually have a conversation together. That would be a beautiful thing. Or you could join with our dear brother, Stephen Brown, who's supporting local restaurants, right? He's created a Facebook group called Love Local. And so there are Ecclesians that are all eating at some of the same restaurants in the course of a week. And just because we're eating the same food, it kind of feels like we're in it together. We have some wonderful Ecclesians that own uh, BB's. It's fabulous Cajun food, right? And just one night, all of us were kind of eating crawfish at the same time. And even though we weren't eating it in the same place, it felt to me like we were together. And I felt like that was a gift. Or you could just do what I'm doing tonight. Cook more food and share it with people. Share it, gift it, write a note, check on people. I don't know who in your family or circle of friends may be struggling with loneliness. But I can tell you. I've had some bouts with it in this season. It's been difficult. There's times I've felt alone and I'm still surrounded by people. I got my kids constantly wanting my love, attention and affection. And yet in the midst of all of that, there are times that I feel uh, like we're never going to get back together. I have some despair around it. And when you reach out to me, it lifts my spirits. Hopefully when I reach out to you, it lifts yours. And together, Ecclesia, we're going to be the church in this season. I wanna pray for you and invite you into Christian hospitality and I'm gonna check my burgers while I do it. God, I thank you for my brothers and sisters. I thank you for the gift that you established in us 
of food, the way that it bonds us together. The fact that when we eat something together, uh, something happens, we become connected. In fact, at Ecclesia, we believe that it's impossible to hate people that you eat great food with. In fact, when you're eating, you just find that you have a love for one another you didn't know you would have. And so God, I just pray that you give us a sense of creativity about how we continue to be your people of the table in this challenging season. We thank you for the fact that you love us and you care for us. And we pray that we would care well for one another. We pray all of this together. And we pray it in your name, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Ecclesia, as we come now to the communion table, will you join me in this communion liturgy together? I'll lead as the celebrant and you can respond as the people. The table is set all around us. It is the table of company with Jesus and all who love him. It is the table of sharing with the poor of the world with whom Jesus identified himself. It is the table of communion with the earth in which Christ became incarnate. So come then to this table, you who have much faith and you who would like to have more, you who have been here often and you who have not been for a long time, you who have tried to follow Jesus and you who have failed, come. It is Christ who invites us to meet him here. All together, loving God, through your goodness, we have this feast, which has come forth from the earth and human hands have made. May we know your presence in the sharing so that we may know your touch and presence in all things. We celebrate the life that Jesus has shared among his community through the centuries and shares with us now. Made one in Christ and one with each other, we offer these gifts and with them ourselves a single living act of praise. Amen. Ecclesia, we do this every week because we are forgetful people and we need to remember Jesus and we need to tell his story again and again and again. And so with whatever elements you have gathered, uh, today I've got a, a tortilla and some grape juice. Uh, at our house recently, we've been using elderberry syrup for communion, whatever you have gathered. Uh, and there'll be time in just a minute for you to go get, get something if you don't have it uh, when the song plays. But with whatever you have gathered, let's join and feast together. Uh, and we remember Jesus, how the night before he went to the cross, he gathered with his friends and his disciples and they ate the Passover meal together. And in the course of that meal, Jesus took bread and he blessed God. He said, blessed are you, Lord of the universe, who gives us grain from the earth. And he broke the bread and he offered it to his friends. And he said, this is my body, which is given for you. Whenever you eat this, do this in remembrance of me. And then they ate the meal and he took a cup of wine and again he blessed God. He said, blessed are you, Lord of the universe, who gives us the fruit of the vine. And then he offered the cup to his friends and he said something new. He said, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all for the forgiveness of your sins. So whenever you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. So this act of remembrance, it's, it's a looking back. We remember Jesus and his life and his teachings and his death and his resurrection and his ascension, all of which are acts of love on our behalf. But this remembrance is also a looking forward and an anticipation where we, we anticipate this, the day where we will feast eternally with our God, where we will be together truly in, in our bodies uh, with our Lord, not separated. There will be no disease. There will be no viruses. There will be no isolation and depression and struggles, 
uh, we will get to feast eternally with our God. So with whatever you have before you, Ecclesia, this day, Lord, may these elements be for us a taste of heaven. May they be for us a taste of our unity and our place at your table as your beloved daughters and sons. We pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ecclesia, this is the body of Christ broken for you. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. Let us take and feast and celebrate together. Amen. My soul has found its resting place in a search no more. Oh, my soul has found its resting place in a search I search no more.
even my darkness it is light to you from the deepest of depths to the stars up above there is no place i can't escape your steadfast love and it's hard to believe it but you say that it's true Hi friends, this is the time of our service where we get to say a blessing over our kids. Now, maybe you don't have kids in your household. Maybe you have neighbor kids or nieces or nephews. Um, or your kids are old or young, um, I would love for you to join me in this blessing um, either way. Um, Shepherd Van Jones and Liv Marie Jones, may the Lord be with you today. May He bless you and keep you. May He walk beside you this week and today. Lord, give us grace and peace to cover our children around us. Give us wise counsel and gentle hands. I praise you for the opportunity to have kids in our lives, and I pray that you will teach us how to hold that blessing well. In Jesus' name, amen. Our benediction is a poem by pastor and theologian Walter Brueggemann. It's called Your Word. Your word is a light to our feet and a lamp to our path. Your word is a glue of the universe wherein the whole creation coheres. Your word is the address of promise and the command by which we live. Your word has come and fleshed among us full of grace and truth. We are creatures of your word and we give thanks for it. For all that we are, more dazzled that your word is carried, uttered, acted by frail, vulnerable human agents. We ponder and give thanks for those who in this day speak your word where it is desperately needed and deeply resisted. We ponder and give thanks for those who this day act your word for newness and peace and justice. We ponder with trepidation that among us, you will yet designate such carriers, such speakers, such actors in our thanks for your word. We pray for courage in the name of the one who emptied himself. Amen. God continues to work in and through each and every one of you, Ecclesia family. Receive that truth. You are loved. Go and be the church. Dwell in peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.ecclesiahouston.org.